unions and Apple stores, and the customer iPhone repair experience. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance. Learn more at ZocDoc.com slash Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are in the YouTube chat room at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you there. We have some of our friends in there already, and hopefully more will be arriving at any second. Uh, we have some a lot of friends that you're used to seeing. We have one friend that you're not used to seeing. Um, so we'll just uh, go around the room, introduce everyone, and then we'll get to it. First up, uh, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks for having me, Chuck. It's always great to be here. And it's uh, the eve of uh, coming to the 4th of July holiday. So it's good to have some fun chatting here before we go and do some rest here. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it, I'm looking forward to this July 4th holiday. No question about it. Yeah. The gentleman we haven't seen for a while, Mr. Jay Miller, has returned. Apparently, he got uh, bored with not abusing me and came back. It's good to have you. Funny enough, when you when you bump into other panelists on the streets, you start getting a pining to come visit everyone again. Uh, which panelists would that be that you bumped into on the oh, streets? I'm, I'm sure you'll introduce them in a second. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's great to have you back. I'm, I'm sure glad you made it back. Happy to be here. Uh, so the next one up on my screen is Mr. Jim Ray. Jim, That's welcome. That's the one. That's uh, the that, one. That, that that was the one right there. So this okay. is Jim's fault. This is Jim's fault. This is Jim's fault. <laughs> what did I do? You 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 apparently incited Mr. Uh, Mr. Miller to come back and visit us. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I'm inciting him to do all kinds of things. We'll see what else he does. I'm afraid to know what those <laughs> might be. Uh, Other meetups. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, speaking of being afraid, Mr. Jeff Gamut is here. Jeff, great to have you. <laughs> it, it's great to be here. And, you know, and I appreciate your concern. It's it's with good cause. I, I just, I never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. This checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and look, listen to all the previous editions of Mac Voices Live that Jeff has been on. You'll understand. Uh, last but not least, uh, from, I guess, a landmark of, of some stature, Mr. Mark Fuccio is here. Mark, welcome. Hi, Chuck. Welcome. Yeah, it's uh, it's well known. It's the uh, Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, uh, Colorado. And uh, a year ago today, uh, my wife and I were checking out that hotel and, you know, sort of two-third way mark on our drive from uh, New York back to California. So, uh I figured it's probably uh, you know it's a nice picture, nice area, and uh, we don't have the horror of uh, Jack Nicholson, you know, coming by and you know tearing up rooms with a fire axe. But uh, the outside of the hotel is a nice looking venue, so I figured it's a great background. Great, great. Well, thank you for sharing it. Thank you for sharing it. The inside's nice too. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, good. Well, maybe one of these days I'll get to it. That's a place I haven't stayed yet. And if you, you turn around 180 degrees, the view is quite spectacular. Mm. Okay, good. So 
So we have a travel out of the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Chuck, if, if you decide to come out and stay at the Stanley, I get to return the favor that you always offer when we're in Vegas. I mean, you know all the places to go. So when you come out here, I know all the places to go. I've got your back. Keep that in mind, Jeff. Keep that in mind. That sounds good. That sounds good. How many of them have you been thrown out of? How much time do we have? <laughs> All right. In the next edition of Back Voices, we'll have Jeff reveal um, how many places he's been thrown out of. Um, guys, we have one holdover story from last week. We just we just simply ran out of time and didn't get to it. Um, and I'm going to leave it up to you as to whether you think it's worth commenting on since very little has really developed so far since then. And that was the, the fact that the Towson, Maryland um, Apple Store voted yes to unionize. Um, and so, you know, it's, I mean, what does this mean for Apple? What does this mean for tech in general? Because up to this point, for the most part, the union issues have kind of been with Amazon. And to see Apple lead the way in this one uh, is is sort of interesting. I guess if, if I have it correct, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but the only thing I think that's really developed this week is that Apple has said they wouldn't go back, I guess, and, and fight or appeal the union vote, that they would just go ahead and bargain in good faith. Right. I think that's it. So I think to your questions, what does it mean? I think it's too early to tell because there's no information there other than uh, they filed for a union. And it, I think ultimately depends on uh what is it uh, they want in collective bargaining? Are they going to be um, sort of mild and you know, sort of the things that you know they've won in uh, court appeals of oh well you you make us wait and check our baggage you know well, when we come in and come out well that's uh, something you should be paying us for so I believe that was one I think I know that was one in California courts I don't know if that was a benefit that was transmitted nationwide. So maybe that's something they might want to bargain for. Um, or they could be really hostile, like uh, some of the UAW unions are, where they have very restrictive work rules. Um, and if something like that would, were to develop, I think the union could get it between Apple and its customers, and that could create a very bad experience. But I'm just illustrating those as two, two ends of the spectrum, because without any information, we really don't know. Uh, the other the other point I would uh, make is um, I prepared it for last week. I went and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you look, you know, membership in unions has just basically been you know on a downhill slope since 1980, 1970, And if you look at the member of unions by different demographic age groups. The lowest is in the 18 to 25, or maybe it's 24. I don't remember offhand the boundary of the bin. Uh, and that has the lowest participation. So maybe this is just, uh, you know, younger people in that uh, group, you know, getting organized to bring them up to their union participation rate, you know, of other age groups, which on its whole is not large. It's, you know, it's in the, I don't even think it's in the teens. I think it's like 12%. So, um, you know, I'm thinking it, you know, it could be, it could just be sort of, you know, a regression to the mean type of phenomena. And until we know more, okay, it's interesting. You know, let's see what else is new. Okay. You know, we're, we're seeing this, uh, this trend 
uh, back into more unionization. And I, I'm finding this very interesting because, uh, you know, like Mark was saying, the uh, the trend has been on a decline for decades. And then, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, especially, we're seeing a lot of, of uh, people in different uh, industries, <coughs> excuse me, deciding that they need to have better representation. And of course, the, the big obvious one is Amazon, and uh, Amazon has been fighting that a lot. Starbucks is another example. And the way Starbucks excuse me, is handling um, uh, their stores unionizing is at least on the surface, and I don't know all the details, but it's bad optics. I mean, they're, it doesn't look like they're handling it well. Um, so what I'm hoping is that is that the way this plays out with employees and Apple is not like what we're seeing at Amazon and what we're seeing at Starbucks, but instead something where there's uh, more of a, a genuine good faith collaboration between the company and the union. And what we see is uh, uh, is ultimately a win for, for everyone. Um, I, I don't think Apple wants bad optics. So the fact that they said, okay, we're not going to fight this. Let's just start negotiating. That sounds like a positive sign to me, uh, but you know we, we don't know. Like Mark said, we don't know what what the employees the union is going to be asking for. So uh, that that could change how this plays out. But I hope it's positive. Jeff, the only thing I would add is that this particular vote seemed to be so overwhelmingly in favor. I mean, it's not like it was, you know, just uh, a few a few percentage points. It was pretty heavy in mm -hmm. the pos on the positive side. And I wondered if that I agree with you on the optics completely. But I wondered if that had something to do with the fact that Apple figured they're just not going to win it. And, um, you know, win, lose or draw optics. You know, there are several reasons not to fight it. Just go ahead and bargain it out in good faith. And, you know, hopefully everybody on both sides will operate in good faith. Uh, yes, and Apple has uh, has uh, bragged about how they're so great to their employees over the years, and I think that at this point, if they had said, "Hey, we're going to fight this union," that would have gone contrary to what they've been saying publicly. So they're kind of in a position where, regardless of of how strong the vote was in favor of union unionizing. They kind of had to uh, to go along with it, uh, or or look like hypocrites. Yeah, agreed. Jay, um, any thoughts on this? Um, just just one, uh, Jeff. You mentioned kind of the the surprise here was was how much of a percentage of the acceptance vote was you know for you know for unionization and a part of me like my my initial thought was maybe it's a new york thing i know a lot of new yorkers you know they like to be tough and gritty and i, I think about some of the other areas and and kind of how that works i would i would think that certain areas of new york are probably pretty union like 
like I don't say pro union uh, to like politicize it, but I think there's a tradition, more of a tradition, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of that decision to unionize is based on that the historical means of unionization you know oh my dad was in a union you know oh everybody in my family was a part of you know this union or whatever um so for them it's not this big of a deal whereas you know southern california unions aren't really that big of a thing here you know so when you hear about union messages oh unions what like so i i don't I, I take the the percentage with a grain of salt, but one of the things, kind of echoing what Mark said, was right now the response from Apple will determine hiring efforts for the next generation of developers. Um, we've already seen the millennial Gen Z, you know, Gen Alpha. All of all of these kids, I sit down and talk to them a lot, uh, just as my job. They, their personal feelings matter more when it comes to choosing who I want to work for. How that company responds to certain things happening in this space, whether it's the decision to unionize, um, supporting and all those things, it means more. So for them, the optics are more of in a world where people are being offered twice their salary to jump ship and work at one company versus another. Do you want to make your job that much harder by having a bad optics session towards, Oh, you know, company, whatever doesn't must not care about their employers employees because when they decided to unionize the company got mad and said, no, we don't want that. So I don't think necessarily this is a good feelings thing or anything like that. I think Apple is listening and mm-hmm. waiting to see what is the successful message of other companies. We've seen what happens when when responding to unionization goes wrong. But what happens when it goes right? And let's do more of that because otherwise we're making it harder for us to hire the next five, 10 years of, of software engineers and other high tech work employees because the generation coming in cares about these type of topics more than the previous generation, my generation. Those are some really interesting points, Jay, and and I agree with you completely. And in, in interacting with um, the the younger generations, they have I'm not going to say a totally different set of values or value systems, but significantly different. You know, and and I mean, I've had some conversations, you know, we won't get into exactly what the topics are, but there are times I want to kind of sit back and say, are you serious? And, you know, they are very serious about it. So I, I, listen, I applaud them. You know, they they feel very strongly about certain things. And so good for them. You know, and I, th- I think your points about, you know, Apple responding positively to this kind of development are spot on. David, Jim, you're both sitting over there, um, kind of quiet. Uh, any you want to get in on this or? It's, Not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll just want to be a brief one. Yeah. Thank you. Jim. I mean, this edition of Mac Voices is supported by Zocdoc. Find doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. If you're a fan of it, sushi is incredible. But gas station sushi, not so much. Finding the right sushi makes all the difference. The same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you and your network 
and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and you're heard, even if you're telling them about your favorite sushi place. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. If I need a quality doctor, ZocDoc is where I go. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then, start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc. Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc dot com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting this week's Mac Voices. Any Apple employees I've talked I've talked to seem happy in their role in their job. I don't know how how union is going to make things better. Um, you know, you guys hit on a lot of the subjects. This was in this store was in Maryland, so uh, but I think New York and uh, there was another another city in the in the article said that uh, um, <clears throat> they're they're considering as well. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just kind of I'm kind of like in the middle of it all i don't think i'm not i never really i've never been in a union i've never really found it to to be beneficial i mean you know my wife's a school teacher they have a union and seems like they don't get as much benefit out of it than 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 others so i don't know i'm so i i don't know how how beneficial it's going to be i worked in retail for a long time and now retail work is is tough and, and they do make you work a lot of extra hours especially during the holiday season and uh um so they had to a lot of retailers did not like having a union, uh, so that's what Amazon's going is getting it, and the, you know the Walmart was potentially experiencing it too. So, see, but one place where I see a, a union as uh, beneficial in retail, and this is coming from personal experience working in retail for a long time years ago, uh, the collective bargaining, if nothing else, if it helps with scheduling then it's a win because yeah. scheduling in retail is straight up garbage. I mean, the, the employees are given just horrible schedules. You don't know from week to week what you're working. I mean, there, there's no consistency. It's very common to have your uh, your days completely screwed because instead of scheduling you for a shift, they have to put you on a split shift. Which means right. you you know you work uh, half a shift, and then you have some time off, and then you come and work the second half of your shift, which basically means you've lost your entire day to the company for uh, uh, a uh, what will ultimately end up being a partial shift because they're not going to give you the full eight hours. So uh, yep. if if it can help with that, and, and I'm not saying this is what Apple does, but if uh, if collective bargaining in retail spaces can help with things like that, then to me, I would see that as a win. Jeff and May, I think also relative to retail jobs, you know, there's a difference between are you full time or if you're part time. Because I think um, so. My general understanding is, uh, you know, there are many many stores that uh, they try to avoid having somebody be full time because. It triggers they have to pay them all sorts of additional benefits, health care, uh, you know, 
you know, over time, different overtime rates and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. as a result, you know, as a result, you get a scrabble board of, you know, absolutely inhumane scheduling. I do not believe that I've heard anywhere in this debate about Apple and unionization that any of these are part-time employees. I think Apple's hiring them as full-time employees. So uh, your your point is granted, but it may not be relevant here. It may be relevant to more of the big evil big box stores that emanate out of um, Bentonville that uh, people so vehemently love or love to hate. Uh, and you, you may be totally right, but I, I have no idea which employees specifically the collective bargaining is going to apply to. Uh, but to your point about uh, about the restricted number of hours, I've worked at many stores over the years where they are straight up and open with you about you will never work more than 32 hours a week because if you have a rolling average that goes over that, we have to pay you benefits and we're not going to. Right, right, exactly. And, uh, and, and I have seen managers... I, and this is a sign of bad management, but I've seen managers come out on a, on uh, the floor and come up to someone and say, you're done working today. And uh, and it's because they realized that that shift is going to push them over the rolling average. And so they just had to cut them for the rest of the day to keep their hours low enough. And, uh, you know, and that, that's that's pretty crappy. Let's just Michelle, yeah, I, I just want to answer that just quick, and then I promise we will. Um, but the only thing I can say there, Jeff, is, and look, if I agree, if if you are not, if you're hired on under those circumstances and you know it, then you know you you take what you get. Um, if that, if as long as you were, if that was explained to you. If it's one of those things that's like, well, maybe, maybe you might sometimes, or you know, there's a chance to earn into it. If there's a misrepresentation there or a lack of full representation, then I'm with you. But you know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think I think they're you know, here we go. Transparency. I mean, it's it's hard to go wrong with transparency, especially on things like that when it comes to money and benefits. Um, it really is. Um, Jim, this is your big chance. I'll give you the last word on this before we move on. Do you have one? <laughs> I'm muted. muted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's too early to tell. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to have a big impact on Apple. I think that would be unlikely. Okay. Well, that's the last word. I hope it doesn't. I'm with you, Jim. I, I hope it doesn't. Um, affect the Apple store experience that we all know and love. So um, I'm throwing a link in the chat room that Mr. Fuccio brought to us oh, okay. um, so that everybody has it. And um, this, this uh, paywall, so was one. Oh, is it David? Shoot. Okay. Yeah, well, Mark, then you're going to have to narrate. Um, yeah, you're right. It is. You have to narrate. Um, but this apparently is a story about, someone who tried to repair their their iPhone and it didn't go well shall we say or or okay so this was uh this is an old story it's been out there for you know a couple of weeks uh, a new york times reporter named brian x chen a uh, great writer who i th- i i know his name i think he wrote for uh, wired at one point uh 
you know, or uh, maybe a business, uh, you know, insider, you know, I'm not sure, um, but he's now at the Times. And he wrote an article, you know, talking about his experience, you know, fixing or replacing the battery on his iPhone 12 or maybe iPhone 12 Pro. Um, and he goes into a lot of the detail about, you know, holy Christ, you know, they, you know, they, they put a $1,210, uh, you know, hold on my credit card for tools. And then he gets a delivery, you know, of two large, uh, you know, you know, cases of equipment, you know, from, uh, you know, Apple from FedEx that are used to assemble and then reassemble the, the phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, you know, he was, I mean, it seemed to me, I couldn't tell if he was trying to write a humorous article, uh, but, you know, there was a lot of criticism out of Apple in there for what they were doing. And he says, oh, well, Apple's making it very deliberately tough on people because we need all these special tools in order to replace the stuff on the phone. And um, I thought he okay, made a big splash a month ago. I know exactly. And, you know, the, the thing is, I think at the start, he says, you know, I was amazed. It cost me ninety six dollars, you know, to, you know, out of pocket versus uh, sixty nine to go and get it done by Apple. You know, so when I saw that, and that was at the start of the article, I figured, okay, you know, this is, uh, I don't know, is the journalistic term a moron, you know, just trying to uh, write stuff for clickbait purposes, because if you boil down, ultimately, you ask the question, well, why can Apple do it for way less as well? You know, they have economies of scale, they have the expertise, they have the systems in place, you know, so uh, there's been all this pressure for years from companies like iFixit and other right to repair movements uh, in other industries like John Deere tractors and other things around the state. So it seems Apple got out in, in front of this uh, with uh, an obviously Kafka-esque, you know, you know moronic you know, <laughs> seeming program. Um, but you know, there it is. And you know, the reason I bring this up is, again, it's you know, there's been speculation about, will Apple capitulate to the EU and put a USB-C uh, port in uh, you know, next generation of you know, uh, iPhone uh, devices, et cetera. So I, I think, to me, this is a great case study in beware of what you ask for, especially you know, when you think about unintended consequences of what it is you're asking to get. I think the bottom line on this is is it's not worth it period i mean the equipment they make you that they send you is into that giant 70 pound box they put a 1200 uh credit uh, uh charge on your credit card to protect if you don't return that equipment so um you got and you have to repair it within seven days if you don't get it done right away they have no exceptions there's no rule because i think someone even said hey I, I need a couple extra days they won't do it because it's it is being administered by a third-party company it's not actually apple so um uh, so they're not doing it for them i mean i should say so uh but to go through even a battery, just to replace a battery, you know, I think Apple charges $89 to bring it into the Apple store. They'll replace the battery for you. I think it's going to cost, if you add all the costs, everything you end buying the part, it's like probably a little more than that cost, hundred maybe $110. So it just isn't worth it. And replacing the screen, same thing. It's a lot of work and trying to get getting open is, is a challenge. I mean, they have some really great instructions. If you go, you can go out their site and actually read through it. Uh, it uh, it uh, definitely is it, it is uh, great as far as that goes. They did the very, they did a very good job of documenting it, 
but do you really want to spend all that time trying to repair it? Exactly. Like that's, that's, that's exactly I mean, right. No, I mean, it's a waste of time. So yeah, I wish absolute waste of time. I wish Kelly were here. Cause I think Kelly is probably the only one here that, that can relate in this instance, but the first four years of my IT career was doing this. It was repairing phones that sales reps had dropped, uh, whether it be in a toilet, whether it be on top of a car, uh, one person had their phone fly off and like fly out the window on the freeway. Don't know what they were doing. I'm assuming they weren't driving and talking on their phone. But like all of all of these things happened. And the response from the company was buy this, you know, a similar $45 iFixit kit, buy a new third party battery, fix the phone, replace the screen, do what they can. If, if the back glass was shattered, get some scotch tape i d don't know what to tell you <laughs> like deal with it uh but this the, must not have, these must not have been apple phones then right they were iphones they were iphone five like five s's sixes really and apple was telling them go get, no go get that's the thing is the companies the people who buy these phones in bulk for their sales you reps the companies you were you mean your employer the company you're working yes for. Yeah, well, was was I, working for. <laughs> oh, we've talked about brain dead, stupid companies before on this show. Well, so, so similar to my statement earlier of like this is where a decision can be made that can like fundamentally change how people think about a company. I like the idea of Apple saying, if you want these devices to still be under warranty and you want to fix them yourselves, do it with the equipment that we use and you have to pay for the equipment. The only thing I see is why is there no way for a business to buy these tools? Because I can tell you, know you now. That, how do you know that there isn't? I mean, in the article, he says that. I mean, so far there is. You, you rent it, you hold it for longer than seven days and when you're card gets no, 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 charged no, no, congratulations no, no, no. no I, in in the article you know the guy mentions he's, he has some other you know colleague who is a certified apple uh repair site and that person is he said is very likely to be buying these tools so the tools are able to be bought but you know for that apple requires you know for better or for worse some sort of minimal skill and certification level uh you know for a company to do it because for you it's Kevin Emptor, you know, you thought you could do it. You're the worst type of, you know, home improvement uh, or do-it-yourselfer. You didn't have the skills to do it. You effed it up, and it costs you way more money to get it fixed than it would have been just to go to Apple or Apple Partner in the first place. But my recollection when this article came out was there was a lot of response to it in terms of this clickbait. And, you know, I, that's kind of what my thought was. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. if this isn't for you, don't do it yeah you know apple's not forcing you to do this they're just giving you an option what's wrong with that this panel had a lot more to say about the iphone customer repair experience article and that's where we pick up in the next edition of mac voices and i hope you'll join us then until then and as always i'm chuck joiner thanks for watching visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with chuck on social media Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices 
or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.